1: layers. Andy Lou. it's beautiful 70 degrees. I'm having a great day, I'm happy, feeling optimistic the Warriors is going to be able to retain Looney, GP, auto, all in all feeling good. And by the way, we'll have Danny LaRue on later to kind of break down how that works with the cap. And then I see a clip from Draymond Green.
2: Now I have beat the Cavs coming back around without Kevin, and here's why. Teams have figured us out, and I personally don't think at that point Steph Curry had figured out, I'm going to get a bucket whenever I want to. I don't think he was capable of that yet. I think he was still growing into that. And so because of that, once teams started to figure our offense out, we were starting to struggle more and more. I'm not sure if you remember that series of OKC where we were down 3-1 to and we had to come back. And... That's because teams have started to figure it out. And so what What then in turn ended up happening was Steph still creates all the havoc that he fucking creates. Like I tweeted, Steph faced so many double teams and Kevin didn't. That's a fact. Like you can go look at the numbers or just watch the game if you can analyze the game better than Skip Bayless. And um, <laughs> if you watch the game, then you see that Steph's getting double teamed. And Ty Lue then goes publicly and says, say, I'm double teaming Steph Curry every chance I get. Kevin wasn't getting double teamed, but the reality is, is we got to a point where we needed to be able to give someone the ball that can just go get a bucket. And Kevin was already there. I don't think Steph was there yet. So it gets us through those two years. We get those we get those two championships, but while we're doing that, Steph is continuing to work and evolving, and most importantly. Becoming the strongest dude on our team. And to this day, he's the strongest guy on the team. And that allowed him to score whenever he wanted because you can no longer bump him off his path. I just... Why?
3: Why? This was supposed to be the victory lap, and this is what the victory lap has turned into. Now, before we get into the crux of it, Sam, I do want to say the actual show was pretty good. It Um, was. (laughs) It was was pretty damn good. J.J. Reddick's a good got a good voice uh very very uh very good at asking the right questions uh, draymond's entertaining as hell Stephen a smith we love Stephen a um but of course that one one minute two minute segment that draymond does
1: on steph curry uh and, and here we are yeah man all right let's um so let's get into it because he says a few things here On the one hand, his point about Steph getting stronger is just a factual statement. Steph did get stronger. One of the reasons I think Tom Brady might be Steph's best comp is, like, they they both got better at things athletes don't get better at as they Like, you aren't supposed to be that much of a better athlete at 34 than you were at 27, 28. And Steph clearly is. He got stronger. He knows how to use it. He knows he has every counter in the book now because like those are factual statements. But what I take offense to is the idea he did not know how to score in 2016.
3: <laughs> By the way, do you let me ask you this. Was Steph a better score in 2016 or is he a better score right now in 2022? I think he's a better score right now in 2022. Okay. Okay, so there is maybe some truth and validity to what you're saying. And but my you, and my, but reason, you my
1: reason for that is he has more counter moves. Yeah, I think or I just think he, I just think he is master of his game. It's like he he. In 16, you could occasionally bait him into chasing a shot sure, instead of sure. just going for yeah. the smart play I agree a little more. I think that the turnovers are the other way. He's a better player in, in yep. 22. But anyway, yeah. Back to so there,
3: there's there's some clarity, I think, to what Draymond is saying. What I have the biggest gripe with is he was asked, and, and I knew he was going to say this. He was asked, <laughs> would, would the Warriors have beat the Cavs in 17, 18, without KD? And 16, said, 17. But yeah. 17. And he said, absolutely not. And Draymond, come on, what are we doing here? Like, what what are we doing? What are we doing? There's so many ways he could have got around to saying what, what he could have said. But the, the force, and this is who Draymond is, right? He's just very confident. He's very loud. He's very brash. And so he goes right into that mode because he doesn't want to anger LeBron, who's his boss. And, and, and he's also, and if you listen to the rest of the podcast, he actually has some great things to say about Steph. He calls Steph the best player in the world. Uh, in the, every series that they played. So he says some really good things about Steph. But I think the issue here is that he has to please two people, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and, and LeBron James. And when you do that, you're only going to piss people off, man. And he's just so loud. Only, only, only
1: one of those guys uh, affects his Billy reservation at Nobu. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that wine is expensive that he was drinking. You know what I mean? <laughs> only, you know. And that tequila that he was showing like, in the parade, you know. So
1: you're you're with me. I don't even believe that Draymond believes that. No, no, like because no, you you can. No. I mean, it's just oh they 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 needed to you know figure out how to score. I'm like oh you mean the Warriors needed to figure out they couldn't play three non-shooters next to Stephen Clay because I agree the crux of the problem was they played lineups that made no sense. Not even made no sense, but just like when teams figured out they could start helping off of Draymond, Igodal, and Bogut at the same time. Yeah, it's a lot harder for Steph to score when three guys are unguarded. Yeah. I th- that was always the takeaway, and that's kind of what made this year so cool. The Warriors finally adopted. They caught up to the rest of the league. They put more shooting on the floor. They put more playmakers on the floor. And look what happens. You put that stuff around Steph. No one can guard him because if you have to actually guard him one-on-one, you're getting cooked for 40 like what happened in game four in the Boston Garden. Like, that's the reality of it. He's unguardable one on one. And he knows this. Yeah.
3: Draymond knows this. He watches it every night. And so I went to, uh, I, again, like the point he makes about Al Horford and stuff, it's like, yeah, you know why they're on an island? Because you can't leave Angel Wiggins' auto porter open,
1: right? Like, you just
3: can't leave Clay open, obviously. And you only
1: got Draymond. Can't out leave this. Jordan Poole open. You know, right. can't like they did a they did a better job roster wise getting guys who could be threats at different yeah. positions. Yeah, and it, then
3: you throw in the fact that let's go, they barely lost. <laughs> I mean, like it's like, yeah. you it, Dray, that this is why the,
1: I'm, when you the said the that Draymond doesn't do, believe d- it. Yep, that right there, the most dominant game seven four point win of all time. Apparently, like the Warriors would never have a chance again. They got completely figured out in a. Best of seven series where a player got suspended. Another starter got injured and missed two games. And their best player was hobbled the entire time. And they lost in seven on the last shot. So (laughs) yes. It's just insurmountable. Anyway, that's (laughs) annoying. Let's get to free agency preview. Just wanted to call that stuff out.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all
4: My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.
1: Andy, we got a special guest this week. all I got to say. Just oh, deep wow. sigh, excitement.
3: <laughs> I mean, what? Uh, Daniel. Da- Is your formal name Daniel, by the way? What my legal, na- my started?
5: legal, my legal name is Daniel. Um, Daniel. but it's it's weird to talk to you when it's not midway through the fourth game of a of a playoff series that the Warriors are about to sweep. I mean, that's usually <laughs> the time I talk to Andy now.
3: <laughs> I feel like every time I've seen Daddy at the game, I've been drunk or I don't remember it, and, and uh, it's it's been a while since I've actually been covering games. So it's good to have you
1: on, man. It's that's uh, that voice you hear—that's Danny Larue. Danny, you're. Where should I credit you? You're kind of everywhere. You're you're omnipresent. Things. things.
5: I mean, um, the Athletic dunked on dunked on Prime. That's probably enough. If you want another six things, I can give you another six things.
1: <laughs> awesome. So, um, so obviously, free agency starting this week, and the Warriors are up in the luxury tax. Joe Lacob loves to tell us how much tax he pays and all that stuff, and and Andy and I are like. Who can we get on who actually understands half not of me. this stuff? Not me. Obviously, gotta invite Danny on. And so let's let's start with this. This is a this is a question re- repeatedly get, and I honestly can't answer this. Like, I understand bird rights, early bird, that sort of stuff. But when it gets to like deep cat minutia, I have to seed. That's not my forte. So how deep into the repeater are the Warriors actually gonna be next season?
5: Okay, so the the way the repeater tax works, it's actually easier to kind of wrap your head around than the original luxury tax. For okay. I'll, I'll give you I'll give you the shorthand here. So if a team is eligible for the repeater tax, which the Warriors are, it's like basically you paid it in three of the previous four seasons, and then you're doing it again right. this year. The repeater tax is just an extra dollar for every dollar you're over over the tax line. So if the Warriors are twenty million dollars over. They pay an extra twenty million dollars if they're thirty million over. It's an extra thirty million. The tax itself is actually way harder to calculate because it it goes up. It is progressive. It goes up the more it costs more per dollar. The deeper you're in, but the repeater tax, it's very easy. To just right. think about so you just how far over are you? You pay that much again.
1: But that's the part. The part that it starts um, duplicating. Like what they paid four times as much tax this year. Is that correct? They got up to there or.
5: Yeah, so, yeah, they get they got pretty close. So yeah, I think I think they're like the three fifty or four hundred. But remember that it's so it's it's only on those dollars that you get there. So like, but so the first five the first five million, let's say, mm-hmm. that costs you seven point five million. If you go to fifty million, that first five million still costs you seven point five. So that's that's the way it works out. Is so you don't you don't recalculate the earlier stuff. You just pay more per dollar later on.
1: So you're saying when people spin this that saying, oh, if they give Looney 7 million, you got to multiply it by five. That's not an actual, like, accurate way of looking at it.
5: I don't like to think of it that way, because everything counts. And so, you know, so it's like, if if you're paying, you know, the money you're paying Clay Thompson counts towards the lecture tax just as much as the money for Kavon Looney. Now, Sometimes front offices, sometimes owners, see it as a marginal thing because the last moves you made, you know the you know the lines a little bit more quickly. Right. But as a practical matter, you've committed that money to the other guys; they count too.
1: Nice. And just so I understand, they they haven't formally announced what the the cap will be next year, right? Correct. But it's projected to be one twenty two. Is that
5: correct? Yeah, one twenty two, one twenty three, something in that vicinity is is what is most likely. Yes and it was what last year 112 is that correct that sounds right um, let me let me see i have a i have a historical Some... Re, real gm actually i would really recommend this you could it i call it the real gm salary cap history document mm-hmm. it has not only their they have it's model based projections not um, not necessarily what's been reported they do that and then they also have every other year so last year it was 112.4 and mm-hmm. then their model is projecting right now 123.6 so I, you know, real GM deep in my roots and my present as well there. I think that's, that's it. They do a better job than I would do if I were trying to estimate it. by far.
1: So appreciate that. And I will check it out. So the, the reason I'm getting to this, because this is all, this is better on paper than on audio, but basically the luxury tax should be somewhere between 10 to 12
5: million higher than it was last year. Right? Yeah. For, uh, yeah. Actually 14 by the current estimates.
1: So does that mean if the warriors go, 14 mil over the tax line, 14 mil over last year's payroll, essentially their tax should be the
5: same. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Cause they were, they were in the repeater last year. So it, yeah, the, the tax is all about how deep you are into it and then whether you're a repeater or not. So if you're 14 million over a $15 million cap or you're $150 million cap, it, it's, it calculates the same.
1: So that last year, I mean, uh, basketball reference says their total payroll was 178 million somewhere around Ooh. there. In theory, if they added like 12 to 14 based on these projections, they're still paying about the same exact amount of luxury tax, right?
5: About, yeah. That's, that seems about right to me. I haven't worked out everything. We're still, you know, we just did yeah. the mock-off season yesterday, but that seems, intuitively, that seems right to me. And and
3: so quickly, somebody asked me this. Where, where does the luxury tax payments actually go?
5: They get distributed evenly among the teams that do not pay the luxury tax. Yeah. So... Yeah. That means and that's part of why actually a big part of, of why teams duck the tax. So you see those teams that you're like, why are they really doing this to save a million or two at the end of the year, you know, at the trade deadline? And the answer is that they're not doing it to save that two or three million. They're doing it to get the other money from the other teams. So you because you're only eligible for that if you do it. So there there are times that, you know, I, I, I'm trying to remember the biggest combined tax bill, but I, I think it can be somewhere between like. I don't know, three to five million, maybe even a little more, depending on how many Clippers and Warriors there are out there.
1: Right. Yeah. So, so all of this is to say, this is like a long windup to the Warriors have some players that are trying to keep, and it's unclear how high the Warriors are really willing to go for them. And well, let's just start the the three free agents that are probably most imperative for the Warriors to keep are Kayvon Looney, Gary Payton II, and Otto. Porter Jr., I would argue in that order. Like that's the order of most important. I don't know where you stand on I, that. I thing. agree. Yeah. So all that to say, with the cap rising with the Warriors at about 170-ish million, with none of those guys on the books, they're not necessarily if if their goal is to run the same amount of luxury taxes last year, they have a little more
5: wiggle room than we are led to believe, correct? I would agree with that. Yeah. And and the Warriors, just to kind of get into the next part of this question, I think the Warriors are actually going to get really lucky, not Kevin Durant cap spike lucky, but because I've been harping on this at The Athletic a lot over the last little bit, is that the one of the key differentiators that I like to think about is spending power. And so that's how many teams can offer X contract. And so the Warriors are benefiting because there are only roughly six teams that are going to have cap space. And then there are another, or let's call it, five or so that are going to have the full mid-level that's going to be about $10.5 million for next year. Everybody else, the most they can offer is about $6.5 million. And so for Kavon Looney and Gary Payton II in particular, you're trying to get one of those offers. You're trying to get that on the table, even if it's just to get the Warriors to raise what they're offering to you. And I think they might get lucky because you know, we're already seeing the Knicks and the Pistons and a bunch of these other teams probably line the other things up and prioritize other elements. And that's that's their prerogative. They can do whatever they want. And so you as you know, as we, it's more complicated emotionally and everything else because sure. to the teams, but you kind of need to have a strong offer in order to get a strong offer. That's just generally the way this works. And so I. What Looney and Peyton deserve matters, but it only matters in in a part because of what you can actually get. So it might end up being that the teams that, that like them the most have other priorities and other teams just don't have enough money.
3: I have a sneaky suspicion this is going to lead to Kavon Looney getting re-signed at a number that is less than... Zubat, who just got one for eleven mil, I feel like it's going to be less. Danny, am I kind of reading the tea leaves correctly, or do we do we just have no idea till till Thursday?
5: My instinct is that you're right. I'm not 100 ready. So Zubat's got 33 million over three years. Um, that's the reporting that's out there now. And so that you know, for Looney, I, I mean, that would be great. I mean, that'd be a lot yeah. of money for him. Yeah. And my instinct is that he will get he will get less than that. How much less is kind of, what kind of leverage does he have? And also the structure of this, like, does he, does he get potentially take a little bit less, but maybe get some sort of player option? Does he maybe get a longer deal? Like those, those things matter too. And it, a lot of that is about what does he prioritize and what do the Warriors prioritize? Yeah.
1: And just to clarify, he, they have full bird rights. He's a 100% unrestricted free agent. So yep. Like, Theoretically they could give them a five-year max. They won't, but theoretically yeah. they could. Yeah, right? Absolutely.
5: Sure. Yeah. When when you have full bird rights, the limit you can you can start the salary anywhere from the minimum to the maximum. And then you and then you can do only eight percent raise, you could do smaller, but eight percent raises or declines off of that. So that's why the first year salary matters so much. But yeah, you can do it a lot of different ways to, to make it happen. And so that flexibility is good. And also, you know, Looney being an unrestricted free agent gives him some leverage because. Then he can say, "I'm going to leave." You know, I'm going to leave, and whether the Warriors think it's credible or not, we'll see. It's yeah, I
3: think I think there's something to be said, and we'll, we'll get to the next guy, GP. Here, I, I love Looney. I think Sam
1: loves Looney more than he loves his kid uh, <laughs> almost. Uh, Depends on the day, but <laughs> definitely, uh, definitely. You know, during Game Six against the Grizzlies, it was you know, it was a close favor. Yeah, it was a close call. Yeah, uh, seems like Loon will be back, but if he isn't,
3: uh, who who are the guys out there? Uh, it could be it could be a guy that was on Zubats team maybe. Uh, but who, who are some other guys that maybe the Warriors would have to look at outside of you know Big Jimmy?
2: Sure. Well, so, I, I, so what
5: the way that I would think about this is you know depending on the prices for Looney and Gary Payton II, the, if one of them leaves and the Warriors are willing to spend that kind of amount of money, that probably opens up the taxpayer mid level. The most mm. the best estimate there. I'm looking at looking it up right now. Best estimate there is that the tax pyramid level is about six point five million. That's you know I think that would be a little low for Looney and we'll see for for GP. So what could you get for that? I would say the best possible option would be Isaiah Hartenstein, uh, who was on the Clippers oh last God. year. In the, Cl- the Clippers, I I am I I wasn't a fan of him at all back when he was drafted, but he had a great year and had a pretty good year two years ago as well. And so he was on the Clippers last year, minimum like basically try to make the team contract. And so that means they only have non-bird rights and they it looks like they're probably going to use their t- taxpayer mid level on John Wall. So they basically don't have the capacity to re-sign him unless it's so a wink wink we're going to give you barely above the minimum and then eventually we'll take care of you. Which yeah, that could, that could be possible. I mean outside, they did that with they did that with Batum, right? Right. So they did they time. did something similar with Batum. And so outside of that, I mean you're looking the, the the pickings in terms of guys that you like trust to start games much less close them. Get pretty thin. I mean, maybe you could try to pry Nick Claxton away. He's restricted, so that's always hard because then you're sitting there with an offer sheet. Like, bring back old friend JaVale McGee. That'd be a possibility. Could Dwayne Dedman was almost a warrior like eight years ago. They could potentially go after him. Robin Lopez. Robin Drummond. Drummond would be a possibility. Um, And maybe, maybe you go with somebody like, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of Jalen Smith, but you could try that out as well. But there and Hassan Whiteside, like you can go in a lot of different. The and here's the funniest thing: a lot of those guys, like first of all, they have names. They've got, a lot of them have gotten paid in the past. Is that there? There aren't going to be that many mid-level exception spots for centers. Like I think there's going to be a squeeze. And but the other thing that could end up working for the Warriors if Looney leaves, none of those guys are nearly as good as he is, especially for them. But. They will probably be offering, if they're willing to go into the taxpayer, more money than anybody else's, and they probably are offering a better role, unless you think that guy's going to slide behind Wiseman, in which case probably still better than some
4: teams.
1: Yeah, I mean it, that is kind of the thing. There's, it does always feel like there's more centers out there than maybe jobs in the league. Not that not- that's
5: definitely true now, and especially with some of these teams going small with their backup units or you know going small with their closing fives, and and so. You could get into that, but then it's, you know, playing time, opportunity, shine, right. however you want to put it. Like, the Warriors can be good in that respect, but they can also, like, they'll have to sell these players. Like It worked out pretty great for Otto Porter, but it doesn't work out for everybody.
1: GP2, in my opinion, is the more interesting one. Um, not that he's more important than losing to this team, just because they legitimately only have Wiseman under contract and he hasn't played basketball in 15 months. But – I can't peg what other teams might value him at. You
5: know what I'm saying? He's he's very unique. He is unique. And Gary Payton, part of the reason that he's bounced around the league so much is that, I mean, he's a great defender. He's been a really good defender for a long time is that he doesn't fulfill the other traditional guard responsibilities. He's not great at creating offense for himself and others. He's a better play finisher. And I think we got a greater appreciation for him as a cutter and kind of those sorts of elements that the warriors use really well. But if you're not getting those offensive things, which is the most important thing generally that a guard can do, somebody else is going to have to fill that role. Wow. There are a lot of guys who can. You know, There are Trey Youngs and James Hardens all around the league. And part of why Peyton, like, so I think he can be a really good fit. And why, why I think he was so valuable for the Warriors is that, especially as clay Thompson defensively has shifted both with getting older and the injuries. Like it's, you can't really separate those two. I I know I obviously, for many reasons, I wish he'd never gotten hurt, but he probably would have shifted to guarding bigger dudes. anyway, just because he's getting, you know, getting into his thirties. That's just the way this works out. And so you need then somebody who, whether it's for 20 minutes a game or 48 can guard the other team's best player if they're a small guard. And so I think that having Peyton on the team him, you combine what what he does, what Wiggins does, and what Clay does, and what Draymond does. You have a lot of different kind of boxes checked by different guys.
3: He's uniquely, almost like Looney, so much more valuable that it appears to the Warriors than than to any other team. Like I saw that Dallas was was high on GP two, but it's it's the way that Dallas plays, the way that Luca plays that offense. It's almost like is he that value? I, I'm sure he is. I'm, I'm sure. Gonna get a lot of minutes defending the other. It'd guard, make life easier can at for Luca. The other guard not have right. to be small. Sure, but just offensively, the way that Steph and Clay, especially Steph, makes life so easy for non-shooters offensively is so unique that I think to you talk about like guys like James Harden or Luca. So I, I just don't know how much. I,
5: well, and yeah. on, and on that front, I'm I'm wouldn't be surprised if the Mavs were interested in Gary Payton, especially if they lose Jalen Brunson. They're going to need somebody else on the guard line. Looks like they will. They they don't have more than the taxpayer mid level. So yeah, I brought up that six point five million. That mm. means the Warriors. You know, I, I think Payton would probably, considering the reporting about how how much he sacrificed or was willing to sacrifice to be a part of the Warriors this past year, that if if what it takes is you know being around Dallas's offer, okay. That's fine. Yeah, they'll give them like, five. What, give them what, six. Need, what scares you a little bit more is if a team with like the non-tax pyramid level, which is going to be like 10.5, we're interested. I don't see that right now. For Gary Payton, I would love to be wrong and have Gary Payton have those kind of offers, his story and how hard he worked to get to this point. Like, I'd love to see him get that payday. I don't. I don't see that team right now. Let's say that universe is like 13 franchises. I don't see any of them going, that's our guy
1: interesting that's what i was kind of looking at as well because like he's especially valuable if you think you're a contender um and contenders are pretty much up on the tax for the most part Mm -hmm. so like that like
5: i mean i guess sacramento could throw him a full mid-level i guess it wouldn't be be a surprise Uh, the the, the one one you know sacramento (laughs) the team that would scare me if i were bob myers is the atlanta hawks part of that is even though GP wasn't there at the time. Travis does have warriors some original
1: ideas, Grant. Come on. But, but the other
5: part, but the other part of it is because Trey young shouldn't be guarding those lead guards. I mean, he's, he's way worse at defense than Steph Curry, but you, so the theory of GP kind of applies there in a similar way, Mm -hmm. but do they like it? You know, Okay, how are you going to play Gary Payton? And then they've already made this commitment to Kevin Herter, and they drafted AJ Griffin, who can be a two or a three, and like so they could do it. Like I think if of off the cuff of any team, and the other one, like I think there was a theory that I had at one point that Detroit could go after him, but then they drafted Jaden Ivey, and so I I don't I don't think they're going to go in that direction. They could, but again, we're the the part about this isn't who would be interested; it's who's going to prioritize him, and. Because generally speaking, that's the way you get free agents, you know, like and, and, what, what the Knicks are doing with Jalen Brunson is about as prioritized as it gets, Right, that's the way it happens.
3: And, and if it comes down to, you know, 8 million versus 8 million or, or 6 million versus 6 million, right. Respectively for Looney and, and GP2, I I think we're pretty certain on on this. Po- I think we're pretty certain that Looney and GP two are going to sign for those to come back to the Warriors if if they're even offers.
5: Right, if if they're even offers, and you can make an argument that if they're that they're going to have other teams are going to have to supersede it. They're going to have to be better. And and I don't. And it's possible. Like again, there's there's a lot that can happen in the next five days.
3: Which is but, why they, we're not even talking about it. But the Brunson stuff just amazes me because. Uh, they could pay him, and obviously, I get the whole story about his dad in New York, and and Dallas didn't pay him before. But it's like, man, y'all y'all probably should keep him. I guess he's not that
5: great. It's a or, lot. Or, it's a lot of it's money. It's a lot of Brunson. money,
3: but man, what are you gonna
5: do? Well, What's especially not? because as as things look right now, it doesn't look like Dallas is going to like kind of mitigate that by maybe like because because the thing is, I'm not gonna get too deep into these weeds oh, unless yeah. you want me to. Yeah. Base year compensation. So they can't actually just sign and trade him and get a full big old trade exception. They could get a partial one, half his salary, which would be not bad. You know, like, that'd be okay. But then you have to actually trade for that other player and, and everything else. And they just had a trade exception expire from the Richardson yeah. deal that they didn't use. So, yeah, it would be it would be hard for them. But that's, you know, like, you, letting guys get to free agency it always carries risks. And I I brought up that. I think the warriors in some ways it's that they're getting lucky because the teams that have the flexibility are looking at other players, but it doesn't take that much for somebody to pivot or, or do something else and say, yeah, I I like this guy. I just don't expect it to happen. Yeah.
1: Let's talk auto. Um, I think auto is probably the most likely one to be lost. Uh, I'm having a hard time also telling his market. On the one hand, his skill set fits every team. It's not mm-hmm. like particularly like GP2. On the other hand, I mean, Warriors medical staff deserves credit for getting as many games out of him as they did. Like the the sheer amount of times, foot, hip, back, whatever it was, like he, he is a little bit of an injury risk.
5: A little bit, yes. I mean, more than a little <laughs> bit. And so what I think the Warriors do – with Otto Porter is a a pretty basic conversation that I'm surprised they haven't had to do as much, which is Otto Porter, you know, he's been in the league a long time. I don't have the exact numbers, but his minimum for next year, probably going to be around 3 million. So what you say, and then for the Warriors that you, you you pay him, a he gets a million dollars, but you pay in terms of the tax and everything less than two. And so what you tell him is we'd love to have you back it is impractical for us because they'd have to burn some of the middle level, which maybe they want to use in somewhere else, or just, you know, like it's impractical for us to pay you more than that. We would love to have you, if you can do that, if you want to do that, if you want to be somewhere else or get more money or whatever that is, you can do that. Thank you so much for it. You got a championship ring for your time. You, re- you rehabbed your value enough that you were able to get more than the minimum. Congratulations.
1: Yep. Yep. Is there anyone out there? Like, cause that's a, that's the thing. Uh, losing him. I mean, they got a lot of value out of finally having stretch bigs. They've literally, mm-hmm. like, it's been something that they generally haven't had under Steve, much less stretch bigs who can pass and fit their system. Is there anyone out there you're eyeing as, like, a potential buy low, like maybe, you know, like last year's auto, like someone they could get to rehab hit their value this year for the team? It's a good question. Nobody
5: really springs perfectly. Eric to- <laughs> stop, Eric pa-
1: stop. I
5: mean, but the other thing that I think the Warriors would intend if Otto Porter leaves is that, and this might be also part of the reason Otto leaves is that there are guys to do that are internal, that it's give right. time to Wiseman, give time to Jonathan Kaminga. And I, I've i long thought that Jonathan Kaminga's best position is power forward. Like yeah. when I watched the yeah. film of him on the G League at night. And so if he's playing the four, you know, Draymond, you could slide him around and all that. And so like the idea that, There just might not be as much time and there will be injuries. There will be things that happen. You'd love to have Otto Porter back, but it might be a little bit, you know, the, the, the waters aren't the same any given year and the priorities for the Warriors, it's still going to be winning a championship, but those guys are going to be more ready. Yeah. Mike Muscala. Yeah, you can get it for the minimum. I mean, I, I think Muscal is too limited defensively. Like, we saw Otto have trouble defending in space a little bit, but he's such a smart player that he was able to react well enough. There aren't that many auto porters in the world. I would be surprised. You know, like, discount version, I would say the more likely route were they to do that, but I don't think you need this if Loon comes back, is maybe more of a pure five where, like, Maybe Robin Lopez wants to play on a championship team instead of being in Disney World for another year. Or I brought up Deadman before; like you could see somebody be interested in that sort of an yeah. opportunity. But that's more again to me if Looney doesn't come back, rather than to replace on a quarter.
3: I think they they should they should rely. I mean it's it's time to unleash the Kaminga. Uh, <laughs> I mean he, he's just too talented. Oh, actually, uh, I'll give you a, one. I'll give you one. Who of, I think is the, is the stretch
5: big. one who is the closest. He's not a five, but I don't think a Porter is a five. Recently minted actor, Juancho Hernan Gomez. I think <sighs> I've I've liked him as oh, a Cruise. Cruz? I've, Cruz? <laughs> I've I've liked him as a kind of a, a rebounder and can be a glue guy defensively. Jump shot can kind of come and go a little bit, but if he wants, you know, he's. I think Utah's not going to pick up that that op. That it's a non guarantee for him. Maybe he's looking for that. Maybe being a, a low end player on a really good team is is interesting to him. That's a possibility as well. Yeah, you could do a little
3: image rehab kind of thing with the Warriors, <laughs> like what Otto did. Yeah.
5: Oh, I'll throw one more out there because I'm gonna I'm gonna speak it enough times that maybe it'll actually happen. What does Marcus
3: soul want to do next year? Yeah, that's my guy. <laughs> that's Steve's guy,
1: by the way. I'm sure. I'm sure Steve's.
3: Thirty seven
1: sure. years old,
5: though. Aj, yeah. nothing but a number, guys. <laughs> Sam says. This is possible. It's possible. Um, yeah. I think that's more the the most interesting way that you could do that is if they needed a Mooney replacement. Like that would be that would be that the would number be, one guy on the board for me if he's willing to do it. That do would you, be rough.
1: Do you guys think uh any of we didn't talk about Bielitsa, uh Damian Lee, or want Scott Anderson? Do you think any of them are back next year? Because it sounds like Rollins and
5: oh, obviously Patrick Baldwin, they're gonna take roster spots. They're going to take roster spots. I think you tell them the same thing as Otto Porter. We'd love to have you back. It's going to be on the minimum. And it has to. So one of the funny things with the NBA rules is that the only way to get that, the league to pay part of it. And so it doesn't count against the taxes for a one-year minimum deal. So I think you tell those guys, we'd love to have you back. We'd do do it this way. Maybe it's a little bit different with Damian Lee, but I don't think it should be because Moses Moody is, I think Moses Moody is better than him right now. And yep. with another summer league and development, I mean, Here's the crazy thing. Like I, I only did a mini scout on Moses Moody. I had him really high in that class last year. And we saw some of that, like, and part of that was, you know, I some of the other guys did way better. You know, like Franz Wagner had a great year. So they did that. But if Moody can become over the next couple of years, the guy that I thought he was, then there isn't necessarily is a
3: Moody Moody's more ready to play now than, than Wiseman Kaminga, oh, sure. and,
1: yeah. and any of those guys. And then he's better than Lee and JTA. So yeah, I'm with you. Ooh, that I, but, I found but it JT- weird. I, he couldn't get more minutes last yeah. year, especially when he started coming on, but Hey, it right. worked out with what they did for
5: the playoff. For sure. Yeah. Sure. But like JTA, you know, like a lot of those players, it's just what, what make I happy? You know, Toscano Anderson, you know, grew up in Oakland, you know, and, and potentially if Porter and all those other guys leave, maybe he becomes the like, third power forward and maybe that's more exciting to him than being the fourth power forward
3: the jt one is jta one is weird because i thought he would get more than the vet i'm not who am i to read the market i just thought his season when he signed that vet contract with the warriors i thought he would get more money that first time around Mm -hmm. and then he regressed he regressed last season and so it just be weird to see if he got more money i know he signed with clutch if there's going to be someone that can get you more money than you deserve. It's definitely clutch. It's, it's uh, not to just so. sit on the bench in LA. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that, right? So may, maybe he, I don't know. See how he gets more money, but yeah, I'm with you. I mean, it'd be cool if you came back, but I just thought he'd get more money the first time around. It was
5: yeah, and funny. and I mean, there's a fundamental reality of the NBA is that. And congratulations to Jeff Green for breaking this. Once you've paid, played on a minimum contract in the NBA. It's very hard to get off of that. We're not counting first contracts. Like, you know, like for once you've been up and then you go down, kind of like Bielitsa and Otto Porter, it's very rare, but it does happen. It's been happening a little bit more. So then, you know, if if, they're, if, if all the offers are minimums, then the Warriors offer is definitely intriguing. And But maybe another team has more playing time to offer, or you have different priorities. You know, family wants to be somewhere. There are a lot of different things it can be. Ky- Kyrie
3: would have tested that if he had took if he had taken the <laughs> mid level for six mil and then come back next season and asked for the max the full max extension. Who's who's given him more than 20- leaders
1: do things different, Andy. <laughs> or What do you yeah. say?
5: In- including violate the collective bargaining agreement. Yeah, they they do things differently. <laughs> and and I'll actually just as a note because there are people who listen to this that might not listen to my other stuff. A big part of why that Kyrie stuff might have evaporated is that they the Lakers did not have the capacity to bump him up to his full max without something crazy happening next offseason like because they wouldn't have had full bird rights that's so basically right the league you know going back to kevin durant or any number of these things like i mean it goes years years before that they deliberately want it to take a while for a team to be able to give a guy his max when he's been on a low contract because otherwise players would do that all the time they would oh oh look i could take one year at the minimum to play in a city that i like and then they can give me the max so it takes three years for a reason yeah all right, before
1: we get out of here, let's let's go through these. Give me your odds on this. Um 0 to 100% odds sure. Looney's back.
5: 92.
1: Okay. Ooh. I love the specificity. Oh, GP2. 80. Auto Porter. 40. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyone else should I call or any of the other guys higher than 40 for you?
5: No, Damian Lee, it's so complicated because it involves right. a lot of other factors. Like, he's probably in that range too. Um, and <laughs> I don't know what his constituency is, like if there's another team that's going to offer more than the minimum. Sure. But, so like, is he cool being the third shooting guard, you know, being behind Moody in the rotation? Probably. I mean, it's not a bad life. And when you consider where, you know, Damian Lee all. kind of being on being on the Hawks in the early part of his career, trying to find a place in the league, if he has a fully guaranteed contract and he gets to be, you know... Well, yeah. keep, keep the family together. There are a lot worse fates in life. Yeah. yeah. Any any names then? Like, it, it feels like the Warriors
3: are just going to run back, which is, I think, it's fine, right? I don't think they need um, anyone. But are there any, anything that they're, any players that they're looking at? It doesn't seem like the, it's going to happen. The
5: thing that I think is most interesting, and Jordan Poole is going to take a lot of the creation responsibilities mm-hmm. when Steph's off the floor, but whether it's through a two-way, I think they could make, or through, like, one of the last roster spots, getting somebody who has real point guard chops, you know, whether that who's, who's going to take the minimum for the or I mean, maybe, <laughs> but like how Neto I've liked for a long time. No, like he could no. be there. Maybe even DJ Augustine, like somebody like that. I don't think it's going to be for the taxpayer mid-level. I think if they use that, it's going to be on a, on a greater priority, like replacing either Looney or GP, right. but potentially, you know, I think there are fewer good point guards than jobs so that they'll probably do better than the warriors, but I wouldn't be stunned to see a roster spot go to that, or you do it with a kind of like what happened with Gary Payton, where you have a couple of guys in camp, and then if one of them really hits, you you try to make it work. And there are a lot of a lot of different guys that are going to try to make it on the margins, like yeah. maybe a Dennis Smith Jr. or somebody like that, who that this is their chance. Like they they can try to do it with the Warriors. I yeah, I mean GP
1: two was an afterthought in camp, and then he just played so well that like midway through the season, it's like, no, he's in the playoff rotation. So it's like, those things do happen. They don't happen every year, but it wouldn't be the worst thing for them to try it again. The,
3: the only the only pushback I have is they tried that essentially with Chioza, and uh, and yeah, I just this is on two-way though. Kerr oh, loves the no the, the value fit-wise. Kerr yeah. loves to to put the the quote-unquote true point guard next to pool when it's like, dude, just just let the kid just let the kid cook. Right?
2: right. Yeah, and I, and I
5: hear To you. me, to me, it's like you put the true point guard next to him if they're if they can play at an NBA level, and yeah. so if you can right. if you can get somebody that can do it, you can. And I guess we could talk about the possibility that old friend Kent Bazemore comes back. I don't know what he wants. All right. But that's probably the end.
3: (laughs) Is there really, is there really, you think there's a, I don't know. I mean, here's the
5: the beauty. Here's the beauty of, of being in the warrior situation, even before they're, you know, they won the championship is there are a number of different sales pitches that can be sold to minimum salary guys, but being a part of a really good team, being in a place that people want to live that often does pretty well. And, The Clippers don't have a ton of roster spots. The Lakers aren't a championship contender in my eyes. So if you want to be on the West Coast, you want to be on a good team, it's a kind of a narrow field. And Lakers
1: Lakers have to be a tough sell, by the way, to like guys who are fighting to stay in the league, just considering the way how many guys flame out on that roster, too. Well, but
5: but you can also look at Malik Monk. I mean, Malik Monk's probably gonna get a big payday. I think he said he's gonna take a pay cut. I don't know why he would do that, but I think it's I, I think it's a it's a specific. Sales pitch and that can work for some people and it doesn't for others. But so, and the thing about the Warriors is, let's say there are 15, 20 guys that are that they think of as viable fits. All you need is one or two yeses and you're fine.
3: Wait, so, hold wait. on. I just sold myself on base more, by the way, Daniel. Uh, I just sold myself because he's not going to play 30 plus minutes a game. They're not going to need him dribbling the ball like he did two years ago. Huh. He's just going to stand in the corner, make some cuts, shoot some threes, play some defense oh. on the
5: oh, oh, I, No, he's going to wave some towels. That's going to yeah, be okay. the primary <laughs> thing. He, oh. He's going back to his roots. He's going to be, he's going to be a, He's gonna be that, but then if you need to step in, but yeah, I, I, I mean, all of those, all of those players. It's you yeah. know, you're, you're, you're making the call. You're seeing if they want to say yes, and if they don't, then you move on to the next. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: All right, Danny, we appreciate you. Anything you want to plug before we get out of here?
5: A you, for those of you who listen to Dunked on on the free podcast, we put out the first part of the mock off season. It's this gigantic thing that Nate, Kevin Pelton, Dan Feldman, and I do every year. We truly love it, and then Dunked on Prime will have the rest of it. I don't know if it's out yet, and then. Yeah, I mean, we do weekly on Spotify Live. We'll do broadcasts and all that stuff next year, but it's, and my writing is at The Athletic. So that's probably enough plugs. I have plenty. (laughs) Appreciate you, Dan.